Blog Talk Radio. Having trouble keeping up with the accelerated life-altering changes occurring on the planet? Reporting to you from the new Earth, the newly forming world reality of vibrant health and well-being, united community, and personal evolution. Tune in to learn how to update your internal coding and biocircuitry to the rapidly shifting consciousness so that you too can become a divine human. New Earth Central is the brainchild of Meg Benedicte, a pioneer in quantum vortex healing and energetic activation, weaving together ancient spiritual knowledge, quantum physics, and vibrational healing. Every show is dedicated to promoting a holistic lifestyle that supports all life on the planet. Additional services are available at our website, NewEarthCentral.com. And now, here's your host, Meg Benedicte. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's always wonderful to connect up here midweek on our Wednesday nights together. And I'm sure we'll have more interesting things to discuss again tonight. Um, Let me bring on Minette. Welcome, Minette. Hey there. How are you? You know, it's it's been an interesting day. I had to do some healing work on myself, but I have a little quick story to share, which I think you guys will get a kick out. It's not too many people I can tell this stuff to who would understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. But for at least I probably would say a month, it's been happening. At least a month, right before we start our show. A black cat shows up and stares at me through the whole show, through the window, and then leaves after the show. (laughs) And Yeah, and so, of course, I'm like, okay, what do we got going on here? And, you know, of course, we have lots of stuff happening on the astral plane, and the animals can be, you know, possessed as well. And so it didn't feel like a benevolent cat. It definitely felt like uh like a psychic spying cat. And I I just ignored it and, you know, focused on us and our show and just thought, okay, that's an interesting development. Okay, so this morning I wake up, I come into the office here and look out the window where the the black cat used to be showing up. Mm-hmm. And there's this magnificent stag. Huge, huge, and it's still here. He's, I can look at him right now. He's still there. Oh, wow. Yeah, his antlers are over a foot long. They're huge. His face, his chest, his shoulder. I mean, it's like I've never seen anything so big in my life. And you know me. I'm from Los Angeles. We don't see stags in our backyard. (laughs) Right? And he's hanging out, and he feels so benevolent. I had to look up what what the animal medicine is for, for a buck or a stag. And it was mm-hmm. renewal, renewal and regeneration. I thought, yoo-hoo, this is a great sign. So he's here with us now through the show. He's uh, he's just magnificent. He's I don't know how long he's going to hang out there, but he's hanging out there right now. <laughs> Aww, Isn't that great? I know, I know. Usually we have the, the mamas and the babies in, in my backyard. They come in all the time and hang out, but they must like the vortex. That's all I can think of. But this, I've never seen a stag before. <laughs> so that's my little story. I just thought it was so great. 
um, now, I think what they – I was checking in before the show started with uh, Metatron and our team and, and asking what we f- should focus on, and it feels like we're still getting prepared for the 11.11 Stargate, and that's coming up in a couple weeks. And so we'll be, we'll be working with the rainbow light. We'll, get, we'll all get into the vortex together, and we'll work with the rainbow light. This is bringing in unity consciousness into, into our bodies and into our fields and building it. And, and for those of you, I'm going to write a, a couple articles on 11.11 in the coming two weeks, but I thought I'd share a little bit about how I experience some of it. There's, it's, it's, um, it's pretty fantastic what happens on, uh, in the 11.11 Stargate, but this is an Ascension Stargate. And if you can just get a visual in your mind of the four ones, okay, you got two on one side and two on the other. And just really literally what they symbolize, uh, one, one symbolization of it is unity consciousness. So how it's been shown to me is we all are embodying the feminine and the masculine, right? We have the feminine running in the circuits through the left side and the masculine running through the circuits on the right side. So those are your two ones, okay? Feminine circuitry, masculine circuitry. And then we have, the, in a sense, the mirror effect uh, in the 11-11. So we're bringing in our, our twin energy. We're uniting um, uh, all the circuitry of the masculine and the feminine into our own fields and into our own bodies. And it's also representing the the harmonizing of, of opposites or polarities. And we, of course, work with this all the time when we get into the vortex and we're working with the infinity figure eight and we're harmonizing any opposites and, and any polarity that's running. So the 11.11, again, is another symbol of that, of the harmonization of polar opposites. And... So keep that in mind as you're working in your meditations and, and preparing for the 11.11 Stargate, that this is a, it's a powerful day of unity consciousness, powerful day of harmonizing polarities. That's a huge part of this ascension. The only way that we can really um, elevate or ascend into higher dimensional realities is we need to unite and harmonize our polarities. And so that's why we focus on that all the time. And it also is why when you look out into the world and you just watch what's on the media, that it's trying to pull us back into polarity. It's trying to create that, you know, us against them mentality inside our minds and emotions. It's really trying to trigger that right now. It's trying to... um, in a sense, offset all the unity consciousness that we are embodying and anchoring to this planet. So just keep an eye on that. I know I get a a lot of comments and emails about the U.S. election and how polarized it is. Well, of course it is because it's trying to pull us back into that enslavement matrix, and we're doing all our work to get free from it. So just, again, Make sure you catch yourself if you get pulled into any battle mentality, um, any kind of me against the world or us against them mentality, any kind of ego judgment that they're, you know, they're wrong and I'm right. Of course, this is all how the 3D matrix runs that polarized system of duality and we're doing our best to get free of that. So just wanted to kind of bring that up because it seems like it's really 
uh, exacerbated right now in the collective, especially, you know, this U.S. election is not helping things at all. But I just thought I would share that because it's coming in a couple weeks and we'll, we'll get some help here today working with the rainbow light and we'll do some more work next week as we get ready for it. Um, so I just wanted to share that um, uh, uh, data point as we get ready. Anything else, Minette, that you've been noticing showing up around you and the collective? Um, just that everybody seems to have a sense of change, a great sense of change, and they're all um, sort of clamoring uh, together, maybe holding on to things that aren't always appropriate, but definitely holding on, yeah. um, which is which I find interesting because, like I said, you know, we're consciously working and seeing and trying to get a, a grasp of what's going on, but even people around me who aren't necessarily conscious of the changes are feeling like they need to get grounded and they need to hold on to something. Unfortunately, sometimes it's um, me or somebody else, but right. but, at least, but they're getting the sense of the change. I don't see how you could not. If you're like even half awake, you have to be seeing the change happening. And it's, it's, um, you know, it is. It's a little. It's a little nerve-wracking, and I can see where people might be kind of uh, trying to hang on or grab on or cling on. If you're like this solid, stable, you know, grounded uh, rock, you know, of of balance, I can see where people would tend to try to um, hook on. So that would be just something to watch for as well. We're here, you know, stabilizing the collective as we do it ourselves and we anchor it into, into the planetary field. We are, we are stabilizing all of this kind of push pull of this, this opposition that, that the matrix is trying to increase again. So I can see that's something we have to keep an eye on. If people tend to be leaning on us or trying to have us take care of them or they're trying to, you know, feed on our light and all this. Just again, just be, be aware of it. Be careful. Keep pointing them back to their own light, their own soul presence, their own strength. I think it's it's really kind of, don't you think it's like a... Um, it's a choice point for sure for everyone on the planet. You're either going to start to stand on your own two feet and sustain your own life force or you're, or you're not. And, and I think what can intimidate us is that if we have all this program of doubt running through our mind, we're not, we're not turning to the soul inside to sustain us. We're doubting the soul even exists or we're doubting the soul will take care of us or you know do you guys get these kinds of thoughts because I sure have gotten these thoughts and it and it tends to um, disconnect us from the very essence inside us that we need to turn into to sustain ourselves so it is a divisive program to doubt our 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 power and our truth and our essence and and be supported here in our soul uh, purpose and our soul's joy. So again, we'll we can do that in the in the meditation today too. It's just continuing to clean away, pull away the doubt program, so that we're able to really embrace this divine presence inside our hearts, inside our bodies, inside our lives to sustain us. Don't you think that's a, a big fear? I, I, I mean, at least I encounter it quite a bit uh, in others. It's a big fear of not being able to survive on their own. Yeah, or just uh, maybe even being so accustomed 
to feeding on other people. They it didn't even mm-hmm. doesn't even occur to them that it's something they should try to do on their own. Is a little bit more of what I run into, um, where it's like, wait a minute, you know, that, that where I can kind of look through their personal history and see, wait a minute, you know, you've never been on your own. You don't mm-hmm. trust your own courage. You don't trust your own strength. Even though you're perfectly fine, you still don't trust yourself, and that's yeah, that's dangerous. Very dangerous. I'm wondering how would we wake those people up? How do how do we even bring that concept into their awareness that they actually can sustain themselves? Like that's a that's a that's a good question, huh? Yeah, it is. I I've said it. I I've sometimes actually even just what I've told people is that, you know think about all the worst horrible things you thought you would never get through. You're still here. Yeah. How did that happen? You know, because most of the time, most of us aren't necessarily rescued by a person. We all have situations where someone comes in to assist um, or shows up right at the right time, that sort of thing. But that's not the norm. That's not what mm-hmm. we live by, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't – and I have been doing – I've been reading um, uh, Jerry and Esther Hicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, something just sparked me to go pick it um, – asking it is given – and the reminder is that everything we could even dream of already exists, and it's here for us. We just have to realign ourselves with it has been yeah. so helpful and grounding for me over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I knew it, but it was so neat to, for some reason, pick it up and read it over and over again. And the book, it's funny, it's a really big book, but it says essentially the same thing about 900 times and, you know, in a bunch <laughs> of different ways until you get it. Just, you know, drop everything that's in your way. Just the the only reason you don't have what you want to have, the only reason you aren't who you want to be, the only reason you aren't doing what you want to do is because you aren't in alignment with what you seek. I was like, wow. It's so true. It's It sounds simple, but it, it's it's profound. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is so true that it, we could not – envision or imagine it if it wasn't already present in our field so that's a great reminder that if you can visualize it and you can imagine it then it already exists in your field and it's just helping you see what may be blocking you from it or preventing you from manifesting it that in a way it highlights what could still be operating in your field like you said what's getting in the way of us uh, embracing that completely well, I think that's, those... well, that's why we show up here, honestly. I don't, I don't think, I suppose I knew it on some level, but before I met you, I don't think I realized how many of my little roadblocks weren't in this lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. That's kind of a yeah. bigger issue, right? What, the things that aren't in this lifetime, aren't on this planet, um, are outside of our realm of current everyday living, they're a little harder to see. They are harder to see. <laughs> and it's for, for for those who are um, our new members, I'll just share with you real quick how it's been shown to me. So we're talking about now parallel lifetimes, and uh, and just as Manette described, I was thinking, how in the world am I going to access these parallel lifetimes? You know, where I'm still dealing with stuff there, and it's affecting my life now here. And so I was given the analogy of the incarnational wheel as like a big wagon wheel where the center hub is the oversoul that exists in all time and dimensions. And then all those spokes of the wheel are our parallel timelines. So it made it easier for me to be able to manage that wheel is in your aura 
and it's accessible, and you can use the vortex, and you can spin through the wheel and drop into these other timelines, these parallel timelines, or past lives, so as we call them, but they're really parallel. They're all happening now. And so the beauty of it is when we can shift anything in the now, it ripples around that wheel, and it updates it. So when we do work in past lives, it updates this life. If we do work in this life, it updates those lives. So that's the beauty of it. And it, it's, and it is, it is available. And of course, it, it does take some, some, some additional, you know, psychic awareness to be able to get into those timelines. But a lot of it does get revealed to us in dream states and in visions and in just kind of you're sensing something. You know, it, it's because it all exists now. It is talking to you. You know, it is communicating to you so it's it's I think even just getting in meditation and getting into that quiet still point opens you to your incarnational wheel and you can start to get more more information or or feel where something may be off or blocking you and be able to clear it there because the, the beauty of the vortex is it's opening you up to all time so you can get in and out of all those timelines in your incarnational wheel eventually I see that as we as we resolve anything that's outstanding and some of the other parallel timelines, they drop out. And eventually all that will be left is the main hub of the oversoul and everything is integrating back into it. That's unity consciousness right there. That's where we're Aww. reuniting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a beautiful we are whole they- again. Yeah, one of the very first things, and and, uh, it's funny, we've had a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of sessions, but I do remember the first one very vividly. And I remember that you went went into a timeline and you found where um, something tied to a relationship that's in my current awareness now. And you said, oh, okay, let's go drop back into that. Okay, and let's reverse the outcome of that event. And I was like, what did she just say? And I had to listen to the sessions a few times. And w- but once I got the feeling of what that felt like, you kind of showed me that it was possible and you showed me how it could be done. And once I got the feeling of it, then it was just off and running. I was like, okay, what else can I clean up? It's just, nah. yeah, but it needs. But you need to know. And I, I tell everybody when it comes to especially past lives, I tell people who aren't necessarily in this realm with me. I said, you know what? Maybe it's just fairy stories. Maybe it's things that my subconscious mind made up in terms of stories for me to look at differently, et cetera. But all I know is that once I see the story and once I change the outcome, I feel better. Yep. End of story. I go through it. I look at it. Okay, how else could that have been better? What else feels good? Once I've run that feeling through my system, doesn't have to be, you know, once my subconscious has seen a different outcome, things get better. So, you know, I happen to have a strong feeling um, mentally, emotionally, physically that there's far more to this world than we're talking about, but that's the way I break it down to people who don't have that understanding. That's a great way to explain it because, you know, especially when you get into the vortex, you're no longer guided by the limits of time. So you, just like we can go and change our future outcome, you know, we can start pulling in how we want to manifest a a future solution or a future event. We could do the same with the past. We can, it's all sliding. Basically, you're just sliding in and out, you know, back and forth, front and back. You're going into the future, going into the past, and you can go in and resolve the past, and, and especially as 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 you know, Manette, using forgiveness and these past timelines completely mm. shifts the energy. 
completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, I this uh, I you as you can tell I love this work I love what we can do <laughs> in Vortex and we I'm appreciate you do this. <laughs> Um, Sue just typed, and then she said, "I love this Wednesday with these Wednesday gatherings. It's the World Series of Spirituality." Wow! Yes, I love it. We are we do tap into some amazing things here, so uh, it's it's always great to share it with all of you. Well, I think with that, why don't we go ahead and we'll get into the vortex and we'll we'll work with the rainbow light. And I did see that Sue um, brought up again the chakra wobbles, so. We can, let me just see what you're saying here. Um, are they associated with tying to, trying to connect to a new timeline? I wasn't feeling it that way last week. Um, it felt more like there was so much rippling through the collective. It was, it was kind of jarring us. And I think we had some pretty strong solar bursts last week as well. And any type of ripple into the electromagnetic field can also um, create that that ripple in our our own electromagnetic field. So I was feeling the chakra wobbles are more of the intensity that was happening out there. Was we were sensing or, or maybe feeling the effects of it. I don't I don't feel it right now. But if you guys are still feeling some chakra wobbles, we can we can do that as well as we as we get into the vortex. So the best way I found to stabilize the energy field, if you are feeling uh, like let's say you're you're getting overstimulated and the nerve endings are are getting um, kind of like harsh energy pulsing in them. Like anxiety is a is a good example of them, or 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 stress tension. Um, I get into the vortex and I just close my eyes and I start oming. And when you can ohm, you are calling in the phi harmonics, which is of course um, P H I phi is the um, natural order of our universe, the Fibonacci sequence and, and the phi harmonics. So when you ohm, you're introducing harmonizing frequencies into your field, and then that should help any wobbles or any shakes or you know any of that um, nervousness or anxiousness and that kind of stuff or, or stress. So it's it's um, even I do that when I wake up in the middle of the night and I might be all of a sudden, like on alert, you know, something happened in the astral plane during the night and I woke up startled and I wasn't relaxed at all. It was actually like, what what just happened? And so I'll start oming in my mind and it puts me right back to sleep. So it's a great way to balance your brain waves, balance your energy field real quick um, and, and balance, of course, any chakra wobbles as well. Okay, let's do it then. Let's go ahead and we'll get into the vortex and then we'll come back to you, Manette, for um, if you have any questions, you guys, you can email them. Manette, go ahead and give them the email. Sure, that's support at newearthcentral.com. Support at newearthcentral.com. Okay, awesome. All right, we'll check back with you in a few. Okay. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and get grounded here. Take a couple deep breaths, and we're going to start to move the energy inwards now into the heart, into the solar plexus. As you inhale in, imagine you're inhaling in light and life force, and then as you breathe out, we'll release out any any stress or tension out of the body. 
anything that may have built up over the day. Let's go ahead and get our feet grounded onto the bottom of our soul stargate. So we're stepping into the triangular pyramid, getting our feet onto the bottom, grounding. We're inside the orb. This is the outer boundary of your aura, your your energetic boundary of the orb. Okay, as we step in, we ground in. <clears throat> Let's go one level lower, connecting to the crystalline light grid of our 5D Earth. And the feet chakras work like magnets, so you're locking right on. Get yourself stable and, and earthbound. You may, if you're, if you're kind of hanging up high, pull yourself down more into your lower root chakra and the hips and legs. Just kind of drop in more into the lower body. Okay, as we're grounding in, anchoring in, let's go ahead and connect to spirit. Breathing into the heart, connecting to our beloved mother, father, source. Breathing into the heart, connecting to our oversoul presence and soul family, soul group and your soul starlight and then calling in your spirit team of angels and guides master teachers for their support we're setting up our sacred space connecting to Gaia and bringing in nature nothing can materialize or manifest without nature this is why I'm always encouraging you to get out in nature as often as you can um, one of the things that my team had me do when I was living in L.A. at the beach, they'd have me go out and stand uh, on the jetty at the beach and imagine all the elements merging into my body. So I would stand there and pull in the sun, pull in the air, pull in the water, pull in earth. And so it was a way of reintegrating my physical field with nature because nothing can materialize here without nature. So I encourage you to get into that field of order of nature as often as you can. Keep developing your connection to the elementals. Okay, so as we're bringing them in, let's work with Lord Metatron. He's embedding Metatron's cube at our feet here, and it's opening up as 12 pillars of light moving right to left in a counterclockwise spin. And as we open it up and spin it up, accelerating it faster and faster towards the speed of light. And you want to get your your uh, vortex unlocking the clockwise compression of gravity. So we're reversing and unlocking gravity. And this takes us out of time. And so we can access all time, past, present, and potential future. Also, it starts to open up the chakra pillar. We have to get this channel open, and a lot of sludge has gotten built up in these chakras. So it's creating a counterclockwise ascending spiral from your feet all the way up through the chakra pillar. So we go, and let's follow it up through the physical chakras first. And it's almost like you're just kind of burrowing up, blowing it open, spiraling up and past the crown, and then into the five astral chakras above the head. So there's 12 total. We get all the way up to the top 12th chakra, 12th gate, and this is where we connect up with our higher self. And just make a, a bond with your higher self. 
This is our guardian of our channel, our gatekeeper here. And then the higher self is going to take us through that 12th gate and into the field of light of the Godhead. So we're moving into the virtual particle field of electrons. So it's very vibrant and alive and shimmering and dancing. And just allow yourself to relax in and blend in and become light. There's no barriers here, so we're able to reconnect to our abundant universe. We're able to connect to our soul presence in the Godhead. And we do this through this soul vibration, through your unique energy signature. Ah, just breathe into it and connect up to your divine self, your soul presence. And we're going to start to use the vortex spin to bring the soul down into the body more. So this is part of the ascension, is descending the soul into the body where it merges with the human self. Okay, the soul comes down the chakra pillar as a stream of golden light and your soul tones, your soul sound waves. So breathe it in, call it in, all the way down and in. And open your heart and fill with soul love, soul light, soul knowledge and wisdom, soul mastery. And this is your power, is your light. So bringing in your soul power, your soul strength and stamina and endurance and soul drive and motivation. So we're really opening and and connecting and committing to aligning with our soul essence, our soul truth, our soul consciousness. Okay, we got a good fast spin and we're uniting with soul in our body, in our hearts. Let's work with the infinity figure eight. And so again, we want to harmonize polarity, harmonize opposition, We're neutralizing that push-pull inside us between light and dark or positive, negative, masculine, feminine. We want to bring everything into union and harmony inside. So we're bringing with first first start at your heart heart and solar plexus right there at the center in the belly. And we're going to loop the infinity around the feminine on the left, then over to the masculine on the right. And we're weaving left and right, right and left, and bringing all our energy into the center, all opposites into the center where they can merge and blend and unite and balance each other. There we go. And releasing out the polarity. Release out the opposition. And we spin that up back to source. Any discordant energies, let that rise out of you. Let's add the second infinity at the brain. We're uniting left and right brain into one mind. So again, weaving left and then over to the right. Left and right hemisphere. Connecting them at the center corpus callosum. It's a band of nerves between the two brains. There we go. Uniting them, balancing them, uniting all opposition in the mental body. And there we go. Releasing out the polarity. Up and out, back to source. So the heart and the mind start to become balanced. And it creates in the center fulcrum of the infinities what we call a null zone, a vacuum state. It's it's, it's zero gravity. It's still. It's calm. It's quiet. And it opens us to all that is. 
when we're no longer polarized, we actually can access the universe. So if you feel stuck or you feel blocked and you're having trouble accessing support, neutralize your polarity and that will help you open and receive coming down your chakra pillar all the support. So we're in that state right now. So let's go up back up to the Godhead and bring down, calling it in to your body and to your heart, all the support that matches your soul signature. And this can come in lots of manner, lots of ways. Some could be financial, some could be emotional, some could be resources coming in, some could be joy, fun, just bringing in all the support for your ascension timeline, your ascension life. And we breathe it in and we pull it down the chakra pillar and into the core of the body, into the heart solar plexus, right in your center there. For Keep it into the center of the body so it gets into your magnetic fields. We, then we can attract it in. Calling in support. Now let's um let's let's hum om for a minute. We want to stabilize the chakras, especially if there's any ripple effect or wobbling in the chakras. We want to om to calm the emotional body. Om to neutralize and balance the brain waves. Let's just pause for a minute. And you can om inside your mind and your heart. Om out loud. But this begins to create a very calm, stable field. Okay, there we go. Any wobbles? Stabilizing. Om. Keep oming. Bringing everything into balance and order inside. And we're also harmonizing our field to match more of the, the pulse and rhythm of our universe which operates in that order, that Fibonacci order. Beautiful. Good. I can feel that smoothing out. Also, you can imagine that you're spinning opposition in the collective away from you, away from your timeline, away from your soul path. So we're spinning off to the right and off to the left, all opposition, all polarity. So you're able to maintain a smooth flow right in front of you on your path of light. There we go. Good work. Good. This is really key. We need to harmonize our energy so there's no battle going on inside us or no battle that we're involved in outside of us. Okay, so now let's also connect up to Source and the Great Central Sun, the 12 tribes of the Great Central Sun. These are the co-creators of the human race. So let's start calling in the rainbow light from the 12 tribes. And we'll bring this down our chakra pillar. And this is unity consciousness. So breathe it in, call it in, spin it in. And we're bringing it all the way down and into the brain and then down into the body, into the heart, the solar plexus, into your chakras, into your body, into your aura, rainbow light coming in. We're all from the rainbow family. And we're building union inside us. All right, let's pause for a minute and just breathe it in and fill inside. Even your crystalline cells are taking on that rainbow light. All the way in. 
let it expand inside you and build. It's getting into your light body. It's getting into the crystallized cells. It's getting into your sacred geometry. It's getting into the multiple strands of DNA. It's getting into your pineal crystals and your third eye. Breathe it in. And we're building unity consciousness inside us so you can get that image of the 1111, the dual circuits uniting inside, the feminine, the masculine uniting inside, the twin union building inside, our human self and our divine self uniting inside. Okay, so let's spin this all in, grounding it in, anchoring it in. We're preparing for the 11.11 Stargate. We're building up unity consciousness. We're harmonizing opposites. We're releasing polarity. And we're living as our divine self. Spin it in, ground it in, take it all the way deep inside you. And we're taking it down into the physical life on your ascension path of light and into the physical body and down deep into the atoms in the cells. Spin it in, ground it in, pull it in. Beautiful. Deep inside. You're all pulsing as rainbow light. It's beautiful. Filling into the aura around the body even. Rainbow auras. Now, feet chakras are locking it in. Your your feet magnets locking it onto your grounding. You can tap on the arms, the legs as you're pulling it deep inside, all the way in. And releasing. I'm still feeling some releasing. Let's just keep pulling it in. It's as the union builds inside us. We're releasing discordant energies, releasing div- divisive energies. We're releasing anything that's been blocking our true essence and our true purpose. That's the opposition. So just continuing to release that out as you're building union and harmony inside with your divine self, with your divine purpose, with all the support from the universe. Whew. Keep building, spinning it in, grounding it in, anchoring it in. And as we're working here, let's also call up and out any doubt programming. Anything that got in from the matrix or from the family, the ancestral lineage, from the collective. Let's call up and out any doubt consciousness, doubt programming, doubt patterning that creates divisiveness inside us so here we go call it up and out back to source so we're feeling very calm in our union with our own divine self our soul essence our soul presence our soul purpose releasing the doubt just really embracing your soul love and light and soul purpose Okay, that's spinning in, grounding in, taking hold. 
stay in the spin because we are we are releasing some energy right now. So just stay in, let it continue to release out, clear out. We send it up to source light. And then again, replacing with the areas we're clearing with your soul presence, building more and more divine self inside. And building more trust, conviction, that conviction and trust in your divine self. In your soul truth. Oof, in your soul support. Good. Ooh, I can feel that taking hold. Keep spinning it in, grounding it in, taking it deep inside. Ooh, good job, good job. Okay, so we'll stay in our spin. We'll stay in the vortex. And if you are experiencing any shifts as we're working with our members, just allow that to move through you. Let's set our intention that everybody receive the most optimum healing and clearing our activations, openings. And we can start with the questions. If you'd like to call in, um, dial one. That lets me know to bring you on the air. So let's go back to Manette first here, and we'll start with questions. Hello, my dear. Um, well, mm. I want to acknowledge, um, Katarina sent us a really um, nice email. Do you mind if I start with that? Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, she says, I want to thank Meg so much for removing the bubble that made me question myself with ridiculous things. It was such a relief to get rid of it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's such a blessing to know you, I think we all feel the same. Um, I have one reflection from the last show. I'm not sure if I got it correctly, but I think Meg mentioned that she saw a statistic that only 10 countries in the world were not at war. I got a bit of a surprise because that's not at all my perception of the current situation of the world besides uh, the war against is my perception is what we are on the on the contrary living in the most peaceful times. I can easily come up with more than 10, 10 countries that are not in war just in Europe. It is, on the contrary, more difficult for me to come up with 10 countries in the world that are at war. So I guess she's saying from our perspective, we probably, maybe we just wouldn't notice it. Um, there are so true. many signs yeah. that we're stepping into a new and better era on so many levels. If we, for instance, just take a look at the business world, there's such a strong movement to change the way that business is carried on. From a single focus on profit, toward a more holistic perspective with a focus on contribution. Just imagine a world where the majority of companies are focusing on contributing to a better world. It'll be a significant change. Companies have nowadays a stronger impact than governments. I just wanted to share this because mm -hmm. from my perspective, things are getting better, not worse. And although we're in the middle of chaos uh, be before we transform to a higher state, I see chaos rather as a state where everything old is shaken. At the same time, it opens up new opportunities for things to grow. I just wanted to share my thoughts on the war statistics since it sounded too far from my reality. The bad thing is it's just Friday, and I look forward to the next show. Would love, Katarina. <laughs> Thank you, Katerina. That's um, just great feedback. Uh, it's it's evidence of you seeing now more through the the lens of the 5D Earth instead of the the lens of the 3D Earth where all that war is going on, and and we have to just remember that the the 3D Earth was controlled by a warring race. The reptilian race is a warring race. So war is their method. 
and guns are their weapons of death. And so none of that exists in the fifth dimension. Um, none of that is anything that I would recommend any of you connecting to at all. And so just just by um, Katerina's you know response, it's showing it's showing us how she she isn't looking through that lens of 3D at all anymore. And I agree that these these companies there are more and more these I guess we would call them more 5D companies that. They do contribute um, quite a bit to the community instead of solely focused on profit. So it's it's so heartening to see this, and they do seem to be growing. So that is a, another great sign of our new earth. And yes, the chaos is a sign of rapid change and and a deconstruction of an old regime. And then we see these signs in in the new the new world or the new new paradigm and it, it's just really heartening really exciting to see that so that's what we should be focusing on um i can't even remember why i brought that statistic up actually last week but it <laughs> we were probably talking been. about that that particular aspect of of the planet yeah. of the 3d experience yeah. um but yeah i think people are feeling very very empowered and i've noticed that you know these days when companies mess up because we have such a large voice, um, I think, in a great part, the social me- social media, mm-hmm. we get outraged, and then everybody has to move and start doing something. Because you know, before before everybody might sit in their respective living rooms and throw their hands up in the air and say, "Oh well," now at least everybody bands together and says, "Oh my gosh, this is terrible! This is terrible! We've got to do something about this," and something really does get done. Something really does get down. The, the the fact that we have an impact that way now is very encouraging. And I see it as more as the people are taking their world back, you know, and we're saying no more to this. So it's it's so you guys, whatever you do to contribute to that, even if you're just signing petitions or calling your government officials or posting on social media, it all is helping to spread the word and change the world. It's very, very exciting. I love it. Yeah, love it, love it. Since social media has far fewer borders. Right. That's yeah. right. Although I have to say, I'm wondering if any of you have been experiencing this, but I something new is running, some scalar wave is running on Facebook because I get sick after a while being on it. So something, uh, and it may just be they're trying to, to, I don't know what it is yet, but there's something new running there that doesn't feel good at all. Maybe to discourage us from using it because it has such a power now in changing the world. But I'd be curious to see if any of you are sensing um I can't even be on it. it. Half an hour, and I'm already starting to feel sick from being on Facebook. So I, I don't know what that's about. I don't know if My anybody else has noticed it that. Is I'm spying. Ah. Well, that's happening for sure. Yeah, that's, that's my true. that's my sense of what kind of irks me about it. But um, yeah, so I just stay true. in contact with my family, and then I'm off. Um, <laughs> <There you> <laughs> that's all I can do right now. Um, from Maria. She has um, a question for the show specifically. She says, hi, Megan Minette. Thank you for such a wonderful show. Um, For a long while now, 
I have been challenged by my memory in conversation. I will look for a word, but the words don't come. It's extremely frustrating. I was born with Mercury retrograde in my chart, so my voice and speaking has been most challenging for me in this life. Could you please have a look for me? I'm not sure if it's mine or my lineage. I'm noticing a hump on the base of my neck called a dowager's hump, and I'm not sure if it's linked to my throat at all, but your help would be much appreciated. Thank you. Okay, so we've got a couple of things there. So first, let's talk about the memory. And um, I'm going to connect with you, Maria, into the heart with the soul presence. Now, this comes up all the time in my healing sessions with people. It, the memory is okay. First, there is going to be a change in your memory, and this is an ascension symptom, so everybody's getting it. And what it is is we are, okay, when we lived in the matrix, we were dominated by the left brain in time. So anything that was thought or spoken was stored in time and in memory. Now that we're pulling out of the time matrix and living outside of time and more in the now, there's no longer that memory banks. <laughs> They're gone. We've lost our memory banks. So nothing's getting stored in time. And this is really causing problems with short-term memory. I, I swear to God, I have zero, practically zero short-term memory anymore. And so, so what's happening is we're shifting away from a dominant left brain in time, and we're trying to use, this is why we use the infinity on the left and the right brain, we're trying to use both brains simultaneously. This way then we're not limited to time, and we're not going to the memory banks for a piece of information or data or knowledge, we're trying to retrain our brain to go to the higher self, to tap into infinite knowledge and data and information. So this is a, it's a rerouting happening in the brain. And instead of just living in the left brain in time, we're learning how to run the circuits up and down to the higher self so higher mind, lower mind. So when you find that you can't uh, um, pull in a word, stop and redirect up to your higher self and ask for the information. And so that's what I've had to do. And eventually, sometimes it's immediate. I'll get the word. Sometimes it'll come in a little later. But eventually, you, you're re, kind of think of like you're building new neural pathways and you're rerouting up to the higher mind now and not depending on your memory banks for information. This is not easy to do, and it's it's definitely something we all are learning how to do. So what I've had to do is kind of keep a tab next to me and write stuff down, or otherwise forget it. In the next moment, I won't even remember what I just thought. <laughs> the last moment. Oh, how many times have you walked into a room going, okay, why did I come into this room? Yeah, constantly. I, every, lately, my thing has been my glasses, because I really only wear my glasses at work. I go to work, and I will get up from my desk. I kid you not, because where I, I put my purse on a different shelf away from my desk. I will get up to go to my glass, go to my purse to get my glasses twice before I actually get my glasses. I'll go, I'll look <laughs> at my purse, I'll grab lipstick. Oh, okay, I'll touch my glasses, put it back down, sit all the way back down in my chair, and then go, oh, I need my glasses, and get up and go do it again, grab a tissue, do something else, anything but put my glasses on my face. It's, it's the craziest thing. 
so tough. Yeah. So this is a it's a rewiring, repatterning, recoding, and we're we're learning a whole new way of starting to live from the higher mind and not dependent on this left brain. So that's what's happening on the memory. <laughs> now let's um let me go to let's just she said it was at it's at the back of the neck. Let me just go in there real yeah. quick. Mention specifically a dowager's hump. I have one of those myself. This is um, this whole musculoskeletal is also having to kind of realign itself as well because we've been we haven't been balanced. We've been polarized, and it's kind of been that clockwise torque has been twisting muscles and bones and all kinds of stuff. So let's do that for a minute. Let's all spin out anything remaining of the clockwise torque of time. Okay, we're pulling time out of our fields. We're going to live fully in the now where we can access all time, all knowledge. We're not limited to just this life uh, and just this memory. Okay, here we go. I can already start to feel it moving. So first let's start pulling out of the bones, muscles, tendons, anywhere there's still uh, compression, clockwise compression, clockwise torque, up and out. So you're commanding time, you're commanding Uh, gravity out of your field that is creating density or compression there goes more and up and out of the vertebra upper vertebra around the top of the neck and it starts to create kind of a, a gentle chiropractic adjustment just starting to pull the spine up straighter Yes, get everybody back into more of our original alignment in the musculoskeletal if we keep doing this, we'll put chiropractors out of business. <laughs> Mary, Mary said she's relieved to hear that our brain burps are more than just aging. <laughs> right. No, it's an ascension symptom. So I feel still feeling and some straightening up in the upper back. And also some clamping around the neck is coming off. Good, good. And let's just let's imagine we're under the crystal light. So this is the diamond white source crystal light. So it's just flowing like you're under a shower of it or a waterfall. Just let it flow through the channels and the meridians and down into the crown and into the brain. We're just washing through, opening up the channels, opening up the flow of energy of life force up and down the body, up and down the spinal column. Good, good. That's starting to open things up. If you feel any any density or heaviness, let's spin that out, especially out of the spinal column. Could be at the tailbone or back of the heart chakra, top of the neck. Back of the body is the past, so we want to clear away from our earth history in the matrix. So we want to spin it out and just let it all go and allow yourself to move into the now. You're free in the now. Good. There goes more off the back, out of the spine, back of the chakras. Just let it all go. Dump it. It's like it's like heavy baggage. You're just dumping it. Feel some more coming off the neck there for Maria. So these are these are good things to kind of do once in a while when you feel anything back up. Um, I had to do it today. I, I woke up and my right shoulder and neck wasn't moving. It was locked. And it was uh, an old uh, matrix that had to come out. 
um, from when I was in Mount Shasta. It's interesting. So I'm still clearing from there. So it's just allowing this stuff to release. When it starts to become noticeable, it's letting you know it's ready to go. And we just use our focus, our, our use the crystal light to flush the area and then blow it into the vortex. Spin it out. Command it out. Good, good. There we go. There goes more. Whew. So it's a, it's just a, a maintenance of our inner harmony and our still point. So anytime we feel anything that's throwing us off, we get ourselves back into our balance point here. Okay, hopefully that helps, Maria. Thank you um, also for bringing up the memory <laughs> so we understand a little bit better what's happening there. Very okay, much. Okay, any other? When, yeah. yeah, we do. Of course, we have one more email. I just wanted to say more thing about um, in having those sorts of uh, brain burps or when you really can't connect to what you're trying to say. Um, sometimes I think what we're going through um, mentally and being in our own world and on our own vibration is that's where we are. So when we go to speak to someone, especially if they're not in our same vibration, mm-hmm. we have to change gears. Yeah. And I caught my I catch myself doing that often when people come into my office unexpectedly and ask me a question. I'm simply not on the same groove that they're on. And I literally have to take a breath, and I think probably everybody in my office by now has witnessed me close my eyes for a second, take a deep breath, (laughs) you know, really vibe and and, and have that connection, have a heart-to-heart connection with the person that I'm speaking with and address what's really going on. Even if it's something as simple as where do you want to file this document, I, I still have to take a moment and really um, be generous enough to make that connection. And that helps the expression go much more clearly. I have a really hard time when I don't connect with someone that, you know, the words don't come. They're not flowing from my, my mouth, through my, out my heart to them, you know? Yes. Yes. That's a good, that's a good point. I also think we're, we're shifting away from where it's been for the most part, the ego speaking through us in the mm-hmm. left brain, and we're moving into more of the heart and the soul speaking through us, and that's a huge shift. And mm-hmm. so it's, like you said, you're, in a sense, you're centering yourself so then the, from the heart, the soul can speak through you, and, and we, don't, we don't kind of just drop into the comfort zone and let the ego speak through us anymore. So this is a, it's a big shift in, in how we use our energy and, and who's, who we're allowing to work through us now. <laughs> And, Absolutely. Yeah, so I just don't know, if, yeah. obviously, if that's the same thing that 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 Maria is pointing to at all. I just noticed that that was helpful when I just say, Manette, slow down, yeah. connect with the person yeah. in front of you, and really give them your full attention because you know this day and age we're all multitasking no matter what we're doing. So our full attention yeah. is a luxury, it seems to me. Yeah, no, it's so true, and it is so honoring of that of that person to be present with them like that. So yeah, no, so that's, thank you for bringing that up. That's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we have another um, an email from Randy, and okay. he says that I can sense that I'm sourcing a better quality, subtle energy and information. What can we do to invoke a improved integration and healing so more light and love and grace are expanding into our reality and future timelines? Well, what I what I first um, get uh, in response to that question, Randy, is we're 
we're learning how to use what I guess we would call more of our higher mind. Uh, and, and as everybody's seeing, we create our reality with what runs through our mind. So what we focus on, where we put our attention, and what we visualize or imagine is directly affecting what we what we live, you know, what we materialize and manifest. So when you talk first, first on your first comment about accessing more higher consciousness or higher knowledge, that's happening in the acceleration of the frequency in your mind. It opens the pathways, just what we were talking about earlier, opens the neural pathways up to the higher self and the higher mind. And having that be what runs through your brain instead of just kind of the, the lower vibrational ego stuff that used to run through our brains. So this is, a, this is again, one of the big improvements that happens as we go through this ascension process. And, and we begin to open up our channels to the higher mind. When you do that, then that is creating, a, uh, this is, this is um, affecting your field. So it creates more of a, a harmonious field. It's creating that sacred, uh, sacred space where more integration can occur and you're eliminating the divisive consciousness of of separation so as we keep moving out separation barriers or 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 boundaries or or programming patterning as that is getting cleared out think of it like now you can begin to function fully easily smoothly with the higher mind and the higher awareness higher consciousness because those barriers aren't there blocking it all the time. I know. I remember when I was first starting to do this process and I would have this great insight or aha moment or, or a new idea, um, new project, and I would begin to run it through my mind to its completion and I couldn't complete it. I would hit a barrier. I would just like literally hit the wall in my mind and it would die. And this made it very difficult to be able to bring it into my, my physical life. So that's when I began to dig in and pull out the barriers uh, that were in the mind. It looked like kind of like a maze of walls, and that's the matrix that gets into our mind and blocks our ability to create fully. Um, Also the heart. If the heart has any kind of boundaries or, or guarding the heart or barriers on the heart, it doesn't allow us to receive all this abundance that wants to come in because the heart's guarded and blocked. So there's just looking for where you feel you're not at full 100% operational functionality. That tells you then, okay, I may still have some barriers here on my emotional body or on my mental body, or I'm feeling really loaded down with density on the physical body. So these are the things that we're, every, you know, every time we get in the vortex, we're clearing and we're opening it up. It allows us to access more and more of where our soul exists in all dimensions of this universe. That's what's happening. We're opening up channels. We're opening up portals. We're opening up stargates to our divine self in all time. And what a profound experience that is. So I think that's what... Okay, so remind me again, Manette. He was asking that how do we enhance that more? Was that his question? Yeah, um, what can we do to invoke improved integration and healing so more light and love and grace are expanding into our reality? Okay, so I think what we talked about earlier, too, you can OM. Um, that creates order. You can go into nature that you're stepping into a field of order. This then, the more 
order we have in our field, the more we can access the quantum field. So this is, again, where we've been living in, in disorder. We've been living in polarity. So the more that we harmonize inside us, get order inside us, that then allows us, it kind of literally is lifting the veils. It's lifting the barriers and the boundaries. It's opening our field to all that is. So I would um, make or getting order in your field a priority. Using the vortex to keep spinning as fast as you can, that's comfortable because you want to keep increasing up higher and higher. That opens the stargates to more um, knowledge and more higher dimensions. And then as you see how we do when we finish in the vortex, then you pull it in. So it's a, it's a deep breathing inwards and it's embodying it. So you're spinning very fast and pulling it deep inside you to the molecular level so you're now living it. And that's how I've been doing it all these years is, is I expand out and then I pull it back in and integrate it in. And so your entire field begins to transform by doing this process. It's just an, it's like an, kind of like an inhale, exhale. You're going out with the quantum vortex counterclockwise and then spinning it back in um, bringing it in with the clock, uh, counterclockwise uh, um, momentum back inside. So it's an out and in. Um, I think that's one of the steps people forget. A lot of times I, I notice spiritual people are very kind of airy-fairy because they're going way out, but they aren't bringing it back in. I don't think they want to actually be here, so they're not bringing it in. It's kind of fun out there, you know. <laughs> I went still oh my here. God. This is kind of cool. So in, in Mount Shasta, and I couldn't even have conversations with them. I didn't even know what they were saying. It was just like, whoa, la, la, you guys la. are not here. <laughs> <laughs> I do think we have to bring it in, and I think that in terms of invoking improved integration, one of the things I was reading over the weekend, because I know that I tend to be impatient, and I want everything to happen fast. Um, but understanding that incremental growth is so important to our being because if everything flipped over overnight, we probably really couldn't handle it. Um, And so I think that one of the ways to integrate um, and open more is to appreciate exactly what it is right now. Just well, that pulls totally, you in you know, the now, go, doesn't it? Yeah, just appreciate mm-hmm. how much the the more we appreciate the new source, the more we the more we're appreciating. Wow, this feels great. Wow, this feels great. Then I think we get more. Wow, this feels great. Does that make sense? Yes, because you're so you are focusing on the expansion that's happening inside you, so it magnetizes more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Magnetizing. That's, that's how it works. Yeah, it magnetizes more in. (laughs) When we focus on what's missing, we magnetize more of that. So the more that, yeah, more that you can focus on gratitude of what what you're incrementally building inside you, that will magnetize more. It's very true. Good, good. Okay, great discussion. You guys, great questions here. Um, Any other emails? Um, That's it for now. Okay. All righty. Let's go. We've got a caller waiting here patiently, so I'm going to call out the last four digits, and if you can give us your name and what you're working on. Let's see. 6073, you're on the air. 
Hey, Meg, it's Julie. How are you? Hi, Manette. Oh, hi, Julie. Hey, Julie. Well, here's what I'm What's... working on. First of all, okay. <laughs> I, I agree with, um, when I listen to your sessions uh, for the first time at weekly, I pour myself a glass of wine. I don't even try to do the meditation, and I let my egoic brain absorb it all. Then, another next night, I will actually turn it on and go through the meditation, which, boom, I'm right there immediately. So I don't know. I, I adopted that a long time ago, and it works for me, and it's good and all good. So I was... Um, <laughs> I know. And by the way, when I put you on speakerphone, my whole house crackles, Meg. <laughs> it cracks and creaks. and so <laughs> You want to talk about the moose in the backyard. Okay, so I go into my bedroom. When I'm actually going to do the meditation, I log on, put the laptop away from me. I just get into my zone, and I follow what you're doing. And But about six months ago, I built... I got these crystals from Giza from Lavendar, and I put them on the four corners, literally buried them on the four corners of my property and spent months building a crystalline pyramid. So I did that. So after I started to meditate, it was good. It felt very energized. I was in the base of the pyramid. But lately, this is very interesting, it's almost like the minute I turn your meditation on, there is a line of people waiting like you know and they show up and then after it's done at night I'll wake up because I feel somebody looking at me and they're very tall like my ceilings are 12 feet they're up there I could see them I could I think I sketched one of them for you the cat lady but I mean Mm -hmm. I can see them I'm not afraid of them I'm really not I'm just looking and I'm like okay why are you here and you know what what do I need to do for you so but it's interesting I just it's not. It's like increasing. So, what do you, are you getting anything on oh, that? All right. Let me let me check. Okay. Hold on, Julie. Let me check with you because that's fascinating. All right. So I'm going to jump into the room with you and let's see who are our visitors here. Okay. They do seem to be coming through your Giza portal, like you've created a Giza crystal portal, as you mentioned. They are coming through a portal, and I've tried Ooh. like. All, no, yeah, they're they coming in. It's actually, there's a chamber below, and I think I created the exact Giza, which was, wasn't really my intention, but I think I did. Wow. So one of them last night was a humongous figure, and I, he was very, um, you know, they're not, I don't feel fear from them. I don't feel dread or anything, but I'm just like, okay, why are you here? Yeah, let's okay. see, let's see what the okay. Let's ask them because they're 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 drawn. To, obviously, because we do, you know, we work with the pyramid energy when we start, and so they must that must be kind of like their calling, you know, card or something. Their 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 invitation. Yeah, in they're a sense. probably. Yep. Okay, and then and it does feel like you have like multiple ET races there too, like you're describing. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Multiple okay. ET races. Yeah. Let's ask them if they're from our our um, Galactic Federation. Whew, I got a yes on that one. Okay, good. Okay, that makes me feel better. Ask, yeah, and let's ask why they're here. Ooh, ooh, we get some. We're getting some energy from them. They're overseeing our our uh, transformation. Oh, good. So they do feel like a support system. But you, you know, know it's I live interesting. on Indian tribal ground. 
Oh, wow. You know, and I am a Native American. So this is Tribal Grand. Uh-huh. I'm a Native American. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, did I did I bring up some older stuff? You know, because, you know, you do work on different timelines, right? And while yes, Simultaneously. Yes. And yes. so when you go into that dream state, sometimes you're bringing it into your own space, even though it's in another space. So I think I'm right on that one. Yes. But yes. so is that what I'm doing? I, I didn't make pick up a timeline. No, I know. I didn't pick up a timeline. I think it's more future to now. Oh, we're gonna hit on that one. They're coming from the future to this now. I don't think they want to actually embody. I think they're more of like overseers of the ascension. Okay. Um, okay, so okay. now let's ask them what's their personal connection to you, because obviously they're coming to your portal. Okay, yeah. hold, hold on, Julie. Um, they they are answering your uh, soul signature frequency. Ooh, can you feel that? <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got that one real big. Whoa. I'm like, get your butt uh, down here and help us. <laughs> yes. We can use every bit of help. <laughs> bit of help we can get. Yes. Um, okay, there's more they have to say. Okay, hold on. I feel uh, it may be the cat lady, but they're putting their hand on your heart to help you feel their vibration so you know that it, it's safe and benevolent. Okay. Whew. I mean, they wake me up at and, 3 o'clock now. This is synchronicity, three, 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 three mm-hmm. o'clock every night. Standing there. Well, let's ask them if they have a me- do they have a message to you or are they working with you? Well, I I'm not yes getting a message. I, okay, so okay, they, yes, they do, get, but I'm, I'm not picking it up. All right, let's see. I think they're helping you get into a more advanced timeline, Julie. Well, that would be good. I wish I would yeah, know uh, how to do that. I, I've started um, meditating more often. Okay, let's see if they have... I think it's I think it's this rainbow bridge to Well that's interesting uh, you said that because when I heard your rainbow meditation I was like yes that that feels really good. Yeah. 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 It's getting stronger on the planet now and that's telling me where something's happening because we're moving more and more into that unity consciousness and it's like it's you know we call it a bridge but it actually looks like it's going straight up <laughs> it's not really lateral yeah right? it doesn't you look know, like a like, bridge it looks like a pillar no. yeah yeah like, you're, like you're, it it's going to like up. elevate you yeah it's going up so there you go you got your you got your feet onto it now you're on it and they're they're kind of surrounding you as you go up on it. That's a very diverse group, by the way. It is a bunch of ETs. I know. They're all different ones. They're all different so faces and shapes did, and colors. It did freak me out a little bit. I bet it did. <laughs> I'm just dealing with a, were, a black cat. I didn't cat. feel any... Um, yeah, I didn't... I know, the black one. Yeah, but I didn't feel any um, bad intentions. I mean, usually if I feel dread, I know, you know, run. But I didn't. I didn't feel any of that. I just felt like, okay. And then the door is like right across from my room. And it's like I've seen the wall dissipate. 
and the door opened. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to close that. But I've asked the angels in, and I've asked them, you know, can you can you please, like, you know, keep an eye on the door? Nobody seems worried about the door. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> maybe the door needs to be open. Yeah, it feels different. They may be, um, they may be from your ship. Yeah, well, that's possible too. Because when yeah, I've been up at the be... ship, it is very, it's a very diverse. Group. Very diverse. Up, so this is part of your, like diverse. part of your crew. It could be, yeah, on the Athena. Because when I go up to the ship, it's a, it's a multiple diverse group. Yes. And even reptilians are up there. It's a good one. Seriously? I haven't met a good one yet, so that would be interesting to meet one. Interesting. Well, yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's the time barriers are so dissolving that you're there with them, and then you're here, and then they're here with you. It's like it's there. It's all merging. It is merging. I think you're right about that because it feels like that. It feels like. There's no separation anymore, barely. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We were talking about that the other day, how cl- how fast we can get to connecting these days. Yeah. The time is dissolving like out. You're not, you're not even in time. I mean, I'm in December mm-hmm. half the time. I go, what the hell am I doing in December? Oh, it's yeah. not December yet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. just bizarre. Pull, yeah. It is bizarre. We're sliding all around. Yeah, I I can't tell you how many times each day I'm like, wait, what's today? What time is it? What's today? And what's the date today? Yeah, Yeah. it's very very different. Crazy. Yeah, it's very different. It is crazy. And I guess it's breaking our dependency on time so we don't, you know, we just don't need to be so connected to it. And you want to talk about technology. I get that map. If I turn on the television... For more than an hour, that ringing in my ear goes off the charts. If I get on the computer for too long, no, I mean, they're attacking us through technology. Yeah, they are. The the nanites, the nanotechnology, all of it, yeah. Yeah. It's so loud. So that's again. Yeah, for our new members, the the ringing in the ears are It's Some of it, okay, some of it is the pineal is picking up higher frequencies so some of it is more communication from the higher self and then and then what Julie's mentioning some of it's coming from the t- technology so it's it's a mix when bag. I know it's from higher self if I say hey turn it down it turn it down <laughs> <They do. laughs> but if if I say hey turn it down and it's still going in my ear I know it's not the right communication and I shut it off myself so that's a great. That's a great. I, I feel bad. I can't imagine how many people ran to the doctor with this. You know, I have a ringing in my ear. Like, oh, don't even bother. I, I get that in <laughs> a private sessions all the time. They're like, I went to the doctor. They have tinnitus. Is that what it's called? Yeah, tinnitus. Yes. I'm like, no, you don't. Your pineal's turning on. It's not just turning on. It's going like light speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wor- I, I wake up in the night. It's the so loud. Have you had that where it wakes you up? Yeah, it's so I, loud. I just like. Ugh. Yes. And Crazy. what's sad is, you know, we all of us have to have some Wi-Fi in our house, which really aggravates it. You know, because yeah, it's it almost like and smart meters outside and all that, and you know, I could be out inside in nature and I went for a walk today, never heard it. Went for a bike ride the other, but the minute I get back in here, I mean, we run our businesses out of here. I said, good Lord, it's going to kill us. 
<laughs> yeah. Too much. The smart meters are worse. Yes, yes. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, re- it's so, Meg, total microwave. What do you think I, I, I should do with the visitors here? Because they are visitors. Okay. They're coming yes. to visit. They are. Just show them my heart light. That's kind of what I kept doing. It's like, see my heart light. Yeah, because they're responding to your their heart frequency, so that's kind of like inviting them. And I think it's also they're 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 your support team, so they're here to help you go through this whole ascension process uh, as quickly as possible. And okay. I think you can also, since they're like part of your crew, you can. I think let's ask them. I think you can also have them work on the planetary field as well. Well, like they help are. You personally. They're, they're all. Yeah, but. But you can direct Not just them personally. to I think they're, I think they're helping. And the way I know they're helping on the Athena is they're bringing people up to the ship to rebalance them. A lot of people. Oh, they go into the. They call them the rainbow chambers, and they put oh, them in cool. there and they help them. Yeah, when they're in their astral. Anybody who wants any help, it's it's the Arcturians who run the ship, so they're very high vibrating people, ninth dimensional people. They don't look like us. They're little kind of squatty. Four, four, four feet tall, but the heart is amazing. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, many times I've found myself up in the command center, so I know I'm I'm part of that deal. Yeah. And yeah. Um, But, you know, if I feel really sick or out of whack, I just say, please take me to the rainbow chamber. I go to sleep. Next morning I feel great. So mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. I always ask for that, I, too. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And I think you can also point them if there's anything like specific happening on the planet, like maybe Fukushima or, you know, things that need help, right? Need healing. Yeah, okay. You yeah. can point them to, oh, yeah, because, boy, those oceans, holy cow. So, yeah, we're just helping to well, they actually, the planet. The ETs are actually working on our oceans. And, and you know, one, one day I was driving down, well, actually I was on my way to Arizona, and, you know, it's pretty polluted in some areas. I actually mm. saw a ship fly over, and this smog was getting sucked into the ship. <laughs> that is like, so wow, cool. That's cool. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen, uh, I've, I've seen video where they have the the ships actually racing the chemtrails as well. So this is yep. good. We're seeing. Yep. I, I thought we had to invite them here, though. Can they come freely into the Earth plane now? Well, we invited them a long time ago, and all of us that are, are okay. their, quote, families down here yeah. are working yeah. with them, and they are coming. What they can't do is inter, in, just intercede for the collective humanity. You know, they can't, mm-hmm. and the, the reason they can't is we have not, just point blank, we have not solved the Draco problem. So they're yeah. always threatening to blow us up if they come down here to help us. So it all is getting done on another, yeah, on another level, dimensional mm-hmm. level that, you know, they'll, they'll allow that, but not show up in mass with all their ships and, you know, mm-hmm. beam us off the planet. It's supposed to be no. the other way around. They're supposed to leave. <laughs> right. So that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, we're not supposed to right. leave. We're with Gaia. No. We're connected to Gaia. We're her, you know. We're her children, and she's our mother, and everybody's connected on this planet. They're supposed yeah. to go away. 
So yeah. hopefully, you know, there'll be some negotiation where they can leave without, you know, some big confrontation. Because there have been galactic wars out there, and that's nothing to do with us, but, you know, there have been. And so hopefully we have a peaceful deal. And, you know, the ascension is very threatening. You can see it in the collective, the 3D matrix. People are getting yeah. in themselves into a frenzy because yeah. they know. They're losing their they grip. They feel it. Yeah, they sense they it. They feel yep. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they do. I wonder well, God if bless the you, March... Meg. Do you think... Yeah, you wonder thank what? you, sweetie. I, I, I wonder if the March-April blast is what's going to be the, the kind of the tipping point then for the Dracos leaving. I'm kind of sensing it might be. I think be. The, the blast... The blast is for us to blow through to the next dimension, and that's. Yeah, well, I think we're hurting their leaders' feelings recently. Yeah, they're leaving. <laughs> that's leaving their, leaving them a parallel, 3D Earth, that they think yeah. they own and they can have it, but it'll be a devolving planet because that's their. You know, unfortunately, that's their nature. Their nature is a warring nature. They want a war yes, all the is. time. Yes, and, you know, and they got a bunch of lower dimensional beings to follow them and had alliances with them, and they were never capable of that kind of evolution. So, you know, we found another planet for those people to go to. The the Zetas are all going to go to another planet where they can evolve. And you have to kind of have sympathy for them because they screwed up their genetics so bad their race started to die off. So they came down here, and our government gave them the right to abduct us. Gee, isn't that special? So, (laughs) you know, and they did. Yeah, and they've been been plugging into us and hosting on us to stay stay alive. So the fact that we're we're pulling free, yeah, we're we're cutting loose from all that. So they're they're basically, we're starving them out. They're dying out. They can't stay alive without our life force. Right. But we have mm-hmm. give, we have located the Galactic Federation has located another planet for them to go to. So all the mm-hmm. smart ones are leaving because they're like they're, we're not they're not really he- they were here for a purpose which was to keep their civilization alive. So the yeah. Pleiadians, Assyrians, those other races are helping them relocate, offering up DNA as well as our own, the angelic realm we're offering up our the original angelic humans we're going to give them some of that dna so they can start up the spiral Here we and go then again. the ones that don't want time. yeah i know <laughs> and the <laughs> ones that don't want to then they'll they will remain here and we'll make the switch and when we go up to the fifth they'll get this earth you know the anti there's a there's a positive and a negative right parallel earth They'll mm-hmm. get this one, and, mm-hmm. and and unfortunately they don't they don't have the ability to ascend because that's not they they didn't choose that, so they they'll just evolve over millions of years. <laughs> this will just evolve into a mess again. But from what I, I think, understand, and all the mess. Go ahead. I think it's interesting, as Manette mentioned, they're, you know, the Draco leaders just don't, they're not able to, I think, control us or intimidate us or manipulate us like they used to. They're basically being ridiculed, so it is is a shift, for sure. (laughs) It's a major shift, and, you know, I hope people don't, you know, try to not get into fear, because that feeds them, you know. Yeah. Just don't be afraid, and just, you know, like you said, be in your heart space, and be, whatever, be wherever else, but don't be there. 
Right. 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 It's it's All right, bless and you then, ladies. I really, really enjoy this show. I do. <laughs> thank you, Julie. And, and thank you I so much for your very you you have the most um thorough global intentions ever. Ever. Well that's I just I'm take my time and revel in your your, med- <laughs> your your um your intention in and of itself is a small meditation for me. <laughs> oh, well thank you. I love it. Sure. Thank you. I love it. Well, thank you for calling in. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. It's a great discussion. Thank you, sweetie. All right. Bye bye. Well that that was um that took us right to the end of our show. So mm-hmm. let's Let's go ahead. Do we have any last-minute um, emails? I don't have any more emails. Okay. Well, then let's go ahead and spin in all that we have been working with here in the show. And, again, we're integrating unity consciousness and the rainbow light. We're getting prepared for the 11-11. And we're just bringing in more and more harmony into the heart, into the body, into the field. All right, so let's do one big spin, grounding in all the work we've done and pulling it deep inside. So you're drilling inwards and pulling it into the atoms in the cells and into the heart, the mind, into the body, into your physical life. Your feet are grounding right onto your ascension timeline, your ascension path. It's like we have gold boots on the feet locking right in. Yeah, it's good. As this is integrating in, coming in, spinning in, let's also set our intention that we'll continue to advance and integrate and expand with the rainbow light as we go towards the next coming days till we meet up again next Wednesday with our goal is preparing for the 11-11 Stargate. And as that locks into place... There we go. I want to thank all of Spirit. As you can see from our discussion with Julie, we have a lot of help. Uh, Big teams helping us here. (laughs) A lot of love. And we're really progressing fast. So it's very exciting to see how how things are moving here very quickly. Okay, that completes our work for today, you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Manette, for all your help here today. Oh, you're welcome. You said win and miss it for the world, you know, especially we haven't talked about – aliens in a long time so it was great yeah, yeah we haven't. not that aliens well, is the right word but i think everybody knows what i mean yeah our galactic family yes thank yeah, you so you're welcome all right you guys have a great evening stay in the spin we're still integrating and then we'll connect with you next wednesday night sending our love to all of you bye for now good night everyone <laughs>